welcome to Bible Fellowship Church. Let's talk. If you have your Bible, go with me to the book of 1 Peter in chapter 1. Uh, we're going to talk with you this morning about being sober-minded and uh, a lot different scenario that when you read uh, in the book of 1 Peter, as Peter writes to this group of believers, it's a lot different than what we're going through, but I think it's important to see uh, being sober-minded in the midst of uh, our uh, quote-unquote pandemic and our uh, trial at this point, but um, as you go to to First Peter, let me give you some background. Uh, Peter's writing to a group of believers that are scattered abroad. He reminds them in verse three that God knew all about this, so the foreknowledge of God is still with them, even though they're scattered abroad and not just scattered. Uh, they're living in a day of uh, being a Christian is going to cost them something, like uh, their their uh, brothers and sisters in Christ were being dipped in tar and uh, lit on fire uh, just because they were believers. And so way different than what you and I uh, are facing right now. But I want you to see the words that Peter writes through the power of the Holy Spirit to these individuals that are scattered abroad, the ones that are uh, going through difficult times. I want you to see these words. So uh, kind of work your way with me. I'm kind of dropping down now to First Peter chapter 1, looking at verse uh, a three, he's reminding these believers of a living hope uh, that they're born again, uh, and that hope comes in the resurrection of Christ. And so Christ is alive, and he reminds those believers of that. If you drop down to verse four, you see there's an inheritance that is kept for you. And then in verses six and seven, you say, if necessary, there's various trials tested the genuineness of your faith. And so you've got um, some wording in there that a lot of us haven't really uh, worked our way through, but Peter's reminding them if it's necessary for various trials, what's the purpose? That's verse 7, so that the tested genuineness of your faith. So uh, Peter's reminding those believers that, that God will test the genuineness of those believers' faith. And so the verses that I wanted to look at uh, is picking up in verse 13. Now, obviously, there's still some other things that are in this uh, paragraph before we get to verse 13 and when we pick it up in verse 13 you have the word therefore so that should remind you to go back and look and so that's why I want to talk to you about the living hope that's what I want to talk to you about kept in heaven for you that's what I wanted to bring your attention to various trials that are testing on the genuineness of your faith because we're kind of looking back and then Peter says to them therefore prepare your minds for action and being sober minded Set your hope fully on the grace that we brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So looking at verse 13, so therefore it's going back, preparing your minds for actions. So Peter's going to say to them, all right, there's some things that you need to do inside of who you are to be prepared for this battle. So they're facing the death of their brothers and sisters in Christ. They're facing severe persecution. Prepare your minds for actions. Spending some time thinking about, okay, God, um, you have prepared a place for me in heaven. I'm preparing my mind in that generation. I'm preparing my mind and thinking about the tested on my faith. I want to work through that as well in our own personal lives as, they are, as they're struggling Sober-minded. So there's going to be some things that they need to do. There's some actions that they're going to need to be involved with so that they can be prepared 
for this season that they're facing. And so that is going back and looking from 3 through through 12. There's some things in there that you can see. And being sober-minded. So sober-minded means exercising self-control. So when this group of believers are going for a cup of coffee and that Peter's writing to, we need to exercise some self-control. We need to, uh, as we're sitting around for a cup of coffee, not be complaining you know, or grumbling or being mad at God or saying, God, this isn't, this isn't fair. Um, but actually setting up a boundary and say, okay, you know what? I need to exercise self-control. I know it's difficult for us right now, but we also need to say, okay, Lord, we know you're in charge. You have a plan for our lives. We're going to trust you. This is, this is taking place to them because of the foreknowledge of God. So there's some things that they need to work through in this, in their sober-minded self-control process as they exercise self-control. So as I think about you sitting at your home this morning, how are you doing with self-control? How much have we limited our access to what we're thinking about reading, um, going over and over and over again in our mind? Lord, we need to exercise self-control because no matter what happens in our society, no matter what the situation is going to look like, no matter who's going to report it, my hope needs to be placed fully on Jesus Christ. I'm resting in that. Look at look at what Peter reminds them of. Being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that we brought to you at the revelation of Christ, at the revelation of Jesus. Looking back, they knew that Christ came. They knew about Christ. They knew his death on the cross. They know they knew that he rose again. So this group of believers that are struggling, that are battling, that are watching their friends die, he's saying to them, hey, hold on a second. You have hope today. So exercise self-control and say, wait a second. No matter, the, no matter how big the trial is, I have hope today, and that hope is found in Christ. Now, one of the kind of convicting parts of this, and it's kind of neat to say, okay, here's the therefore part, and we can go back and look at these verses. But here's kind of how we know that the gospel and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all working in our lives. If you drop down to verse 14, as obedient children, do not conform to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Wow. Can you imagine the man that that lost his friend, the anger that must have burned in his soul towards towards Nero who took this believer's life because he was a Christian and because he wasn't willing to walk away from the gospel. Now he has to sit down and say, okay, Lord, I need to act as an obedient child. I don't need to try to to get even. I don't need to to, um, talk in a certain way. Lord, I need to set my hope fully on you. So here you are today as an obedient children. Will you ask Jesus for help so that you don't continue to live in the ignorance of the way that you used to live? That your life is in the process of growing and changing uh, in the next weeks and months and years to come. So today, sober-minded, be sober-minded. Spend some time thinking about the therefore in the front and then bringing your heart, your thoughts, your 
preferences and say, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm going to exercise self-control. I'm going to be prepared for the battle. And I want to be a son or daughter that walks in obedience with you. Father, thank you for your word that's in front of us. I know it's kind of a short period of time. I pray that you would help us look around these verses, that we'd be excited about your word that's in front of us today. And so because it's in front of us, we have hope. Because we hear your voice today, we have power. Because you're alive today, Jesus, our lives will never be the same. So help us be children that walk in obedience. Help us to work with and through and in self-control. Help us to be prepared for action because there's going to be a day that we get to see you. And may that be sooner than later. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you and have a great day.